listener production. An uninspired start to one of the biggest weeks of the year for profit results. And retailers were the standout today. Find out what companies helped. Good afternoon. I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Monday, the 21st of August. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Good afternoon, Laura. Good afternoon, Stevie. Well, last week, just a refresher, we had our worst weekly decline in about 11 months. We hit a five-week low. And uh, today we had a smaller than expected cut to interest rates in China, which uh, didn't really seem to help markets either. And um, another decline, unfortunately. Yeah, I literally said to you earlier in the day that I don't want to do the podcast because we fell so much. And you know, I don't like reporting bad news. But unfortunately, we must. The show must go on. The ASX 200 index, it fell by 33 points today or close to half a percent to 7,116. And yes, that data out of China did scare the market a little bit. But overall, it was quite a choppy session. Lots of movements up and down. But at the end of the day, we were down for the whole session and it only got worse over over the course of the session as well. Yeah, so we actually finished at the the lows of the day. And I'm really glad that you decided to stick around for the whole day because (laughs) if you weren't doing the podcast when the market's down, it would just be me half the time, which would be very boring. So thank you so much. How do we do? Thanks for having me. Oh yeah, great. Good to see you. How do we do across the different sectors today? Only two lifted today. Retailers did best. Energy ended higher as well. And both of these sectors were boosted by companies reporting positive earnings results. But on the other hand, tech and consumer staples were among the worst and financials were quite a significant weight as well today. So let's take a look at some of the stocks that received most attention today. Adairs seemed to be one that um, was a talking point. They're the homewares retailer for those that aren't familiar with who Adairs is. I, I've bought a lot of stuff from there. I really like Adairs. I just like walking in and the, the whole vibe is very nice, isn't it? I just want to buy everything when I when I walk in there. Are you the same or is that like nope, a not at all. thing? I walk right past. I've, <laughs> I've bought one thing once actually. It was, it, I mean, it's I can see why people might like it, but I actually bought the wrong size um, bed oh, sheets. Oh, no. How did you do that? Double rather than queen, just because um, I was hopeless in that type like, of store. <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> I did. <laughs> anyway, they released their full year results today. They titled it Record Sales in a Challenging Year. Mm-hmm. I guess that was to kind of boost sentiment around its results, but that wasn't enough to keep markets happy considering we saw its share price fall 15.5% today. They were actually the worst performer on the all odds, which is the top 500 stocks. And this was likely because while sales lifted by 10% to a record high, thanks to customers returning to stores after covid and also online sales normalizing, its net profit still fell by 16% to $37.8 million. They also said the near-term outlook is likely to remain challenging. Yeah, so I guess, you know, people splurging on brand new bedding or towels might not be kind of a top priority when rates have increased significantly and people don't have as many much money in their pockets. But another stock that really came under pressure today was A2 Milk or the A2 Milk Company fell about 13% today. Now, it also released some results and had less to do with the actual profit and more to do with the outlook for the future. So A2 Milk said that um, it's pretty cautious about the next 12 months. Uh, It's blaming this largely on challenges in China's infant formula market. So it actually expects there to be a double-digit decline in business there over the course of 2024. And one of the reasons in China, one of the problems is that they've got a slowing birth rate. So that's been slowing for years now, especially during around, you know, COVID period and the fact that life's getting more expensive. People are just not having as many kids. 
Premier Investments, which is the owner of brands like Peter Alexander, Just Jeans, Portman's, they made a couple of announcements today. One was a trading update where it said it expects record full-year sales, forecasting them to be almost 10% higher than the same time last year. It also expects record earnings for the full year as well of between $355 to $357 million. And those full-year results for those interested will be released at the end of September. And in its other announcement, it was a bit of a surprise departure from the company's CEO after just under two years in the role, and that'll happen from September 15th. So we saw its shares up over 12% today. Very strong performance. Breville was another strong one. It uh, rose by close to 10% today. So the appliance maker that was selling a lot of stuff, especially during the pandemic, because everyone seemed to want a coffee machine at home, a juicer, a kettle a new toaster just because they've, you know, started basically a cafe business um, (laughs) at their place. But it's recorded a small lift in profits, a small lift in revenues, a bigger dividend. It flagged improved profits in 2024 and it's reducing inventory on hand. So it doesn't have as much stock to uh, hold there, which can be generally a negative. So despite the challenges facing many retailers and, um, and that kind of consumer facing company. It's, um, I guess, managed to hold up quite well and its shares have jumped as well. Yep. Second best performer today. Mm. Iris was another one. That's the financial data firm. If you're not familiar with it, this is actually what we use to actually pull all that financial data. That's what we're looking at all day to watch the movements of the market. So they fall into the tech space. Mm. They were the worst performer by far after suspending its interim dividend payout They said this was a must given the current environment and the company's ongoing transformation. Part of that transformation is selling its managed fund business for $52 million. In its half-year results, they reported a net loss and downgraded full-year guidance. But its revenues did lift just a touch, um, but that obviously wasn't enough to lift its share price. Its shares slumped a massive 35.5%. Yeah, really big loss uh, from the group today as far as uh, the share price movements. Uh, The banks also in focus today, they really weighed on the market, especially Westpac, which was down about 3%. So it released a, a quarterly result telling investors how it did between April and June, and profits came in at about $1.8 billion. So a little underwhelming uh, to the market because of you know how it compares to the first half of the year. It was hit by higher cost. It's spending more on wages. Margins have recently declined a little as well, which has been a similar experience from some of the other banks too. And it's had you know greater competition and slightly higher bad debt. So Marcus didn't really like that. Also, NAB today launched its Capital Notes 7 offer. And this is basically in English a way that uh, some of the banks can raise and borrow money from investors to basically run their businesses. So NAB's in the process of raising roughly a billion dollars to get that happening. And this is a type of investment that can pay you know, more regular distributions and dividends to shareholders. Looking ahead to tonight in the US, surprisingly, it's quite quiet. Most of the chunky or beefy stuff is going to happen towards the tail end of this week. So Tonight, we still do have a a few earnings coming out of the US, including from Zoom, which will be Mm. an interesting one, actually, considering, you know, more people are returning to offices, probably not using it quite as much as we were during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. F45, there's a few others as well, less known names. 
In Australia tomorrow, we have weekly consumer sentiment coming out, which is, of course, released weekly as per the name insists. So that'll be one to look out for, finding out how consumers are feeling about inflation and things like that. And also reporting season is definitely ramping up. It's yep. it's ramped right up already. We have BHP, which is the main one. That's the largest company on the market. So a swing in either direction could move the broader market. We also have the likes of Woodside Energy, Coles, Megaport, Centre Group, Kogan, plenty more. Yeah, so some really big names there. So when we speak tomorrow in the afternoon, you know, a stock like BHP, that's almost 10% of the market on its own, and Woodside, which is the largest energy stock as well. These are companies that could easily move markets around, you know, on their own if they're yeah, heading exactly. in the same direction. On their own. And, mm. you know, Coles, as you said, um, tomorrow, and then we'll have Woolies as well a bit later in the week. Let's look at the week overall because there are a few things to watch, but probably top of the list is the fact that it's one of the biggest weeks of the year for annual profit results, right? Exactly. So just as we were talking about, there's plenty more companies like that reporting for the remainder of the week. Pilbara, South 32, Whitehaven, not to name all of them because we'll be here for a long time. There are almost 300 companies that are listed to provide profit results, according to Bloomberg. There are. We're actually covering quite a few of them on our Instagram, on our Comsec page, on our YouTube. So make sure if you're wanting to find out more, check out those places. And uh, there's a three-day annual Jackson Hole Symposium, which kicks off on Wednesday in the United States. Not a tongue twister at all. Uh, This is (laughs) an annual event, as I pointed out, but it's where some of the most powerful people in finance get together. And last year, when Jerome Powell delivered a speech, I mentioned this on Friday too, the US market fell by almost 7% in six days because he was talking up the need for even more rate hikes. So for those who aren't familiar with this, uh, Google Jackson Hole just to see how beautiful it is, uh, anything but a hole. And uh, mm-hmm. basically the agenda you can actually find on their website as well, I believe it's the Kansas City Fed. So essentially day one's pretty quiet. Day two, which is Thursday night our time, is actually one of the the big ones to watch. That's where Jerome Powell will be delivering his speech and his opening remarks. So, you know, Friday morning could be quite interesting for, for markets. Lots to look forward to. As always, we're in anticipation until the tail end of the week. Sounds excellent. And also quickly, on the economic front in Australia, very quiet. Very but around quiet. the world, Wednesday, we're going to get a lot of updates Purchasing on... Purchasing manager service. Exactly. So these are kind of updates on how manufacturing and the services sectors are, are looking like around the world and a handful of companies trading ex-dividend, which is the cutoff for dividend payments. So none that's probably going to move the market significantly, but stocks like ComputerShare, Domain, AMP, AGL, JB Hi-Fi will be some of them. Awesome. Well, on that note, everyone, have a great evening and we'll chat tomorrow. See you then. Bye. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.